With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Welcome in once again to the Gamecock Central Radio Podcast. Emerson Phillips joined by Colin Taylor, our staff writer. And Colin was at the Will Muschamp press conference today. Colin, only about a 17-minute presser today for Muschamp, so it was pretty brief. And the first thing that stood out to me is that Muschamp is still hacked off about the headset snafu that took place in the first half on Saturday. Yeah, and he, um, he's make, making light of it now. He's kind of being sarcastic in the bar, <laughs> saying that uh, – He's, he's joking around with the media, saying that it's easier to see up top, you know, when you're in the press box, uh, but not really for the media. Um, and it, it, it's all you can make fun of it now and kind of poke fun, but at the time, uh, he was he and the rest of the coaching staff were probably not too pleased with the fact that they had uh, no headset communication, trying to get players lined up and uh, things figured out because usually that's how they figure out where to line players up is the, the feedback they're getting from uh, the press box. Please. They can laugh about it now. I think they got the situation figured out and uh, should be good to go once the season starts to pick up and they get into Missouri this week. Yeah, Muschamp still torqued off, although not as torqued off as he was at halftime on Saturday when he said that Coach Com was fired. He said uh, this week that Coach Com has been rehired. So, Colin, do we know exactly what happened with the headsets? Was it a Coach Com issue? Was there a problem with the headsets, or was it something to do with the stadium, or was it you know Gamecock staff error? Do we know at this point? Does it even matter right now? Right now, Will Muschamp said he's not too sure. He's not, he said he's not too elect, electronically savvy. Uh, but each stadium has their own different frequency. Uh, the way he explained it, and um, I think something just got messed up with the frequencies. And he said that they used him at Williams Bryce for the three scrimmages they had, and they worked perfectly. Um, said they were working before the game, and the only thing that changed was. Uh, when the game started, they didn't work as they didn't work at all. Hmm. So uh, I think something changed, maybe in the frequency with people in the stadium or something like that, or uh, a wire got switched up here or there. So the culprit's unknown right now, but uh, I think they got it squared away uh, once you know heading into Saturday, and I think they're going to get their extra early Saturday to make sure everything's working perfectly uh, for that 7 p.m. Eastern kickoff to make sure they can actually talk to the people in the press box instead of having to rely on yelling across the sidelines to sidelines. Yeah, I bet those headsets will be working the rest of the season, won't they, Colin? Uh, oh. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, uh, I was a, if I was a staffer, I would make sure that they were working. Wouldn't want to be out of a job or anything like that. Right. I, I suspect we won't have any more problems with the headsets at Gamecock football games this year. Just a hunch, Colin. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, i got to admit, uh, we can laugh at it now, you know, in retrospect, but I kind of enjoyed seeing Muschamp talked off at halftime in the uh, interview with ESPN on Saturday. That was rather entertaining to me. 
Uh, so, anyway, we'll close the book on the headset deal here. That's kind of been an interesting topic this week. Muschamp uh, talked about it again today in the press conference. So, a number of other things that he touched on, certainly a lot more pertinent to what's going on with Gamecock football right now. And uh, one of the things that Muschamp was asked about this week was the play of T.J. Brunson. And I believe it was uh, Rick Henry, the uh, local sports broadcaster, the sports anchor for WIS-TV here in Columbia, who asked about Brunson, and the comments from Muschamp about Brunson were very telling. Colin, I thought uh, Muschamp's comments were very complimentary, obviously, and Muschamp closed by saying that he's glad Brunson's Carolina's Mike linebacker. Right, and he mentioned the fact that Brunson was the first guy that he went to go visit after his press conference. I mean, I think he walked out of the zone and only was right there in the car and drove to Richmond Northeast um, to, to start the, the other – his recruitment of Brunson said that, you know, he likes the qualities he has. Um, he's building confidence. Muschamp joked that, you know, a player should never have less confidence in himself than the coaching staff has in him. Uh, he said that's been the biggest thing with TJ trying to make sure that he has confidence in himself. Uh, but he plays violent, and I think we saw that a little bit Saturday. Um, he's not afraid to get in there and, you know, you know blitz and get those dirty kind of gritty plays, um, especially in the backfield, you know, coming up to help run support. Um, but he, he's a guy that has the makings to be a star in South Carolina's defense, led the team, led uh, defenders with 16 tackles Saturday. Um, he seems to be kind of everywhere on the field, um, knows where things are and knows where players are supposed to be positioned. Uh, and I think Muschamp kind of knows what he's got in him, and he's a very smart player, uh, obviously very talented, um, and he, he, he likes to hit. And, you know, Muschamp doesn't shy away from wanting physical players, and I think he's got that in T.J. Brunson. Yeah, Brunson's a local kid. He's from Columbia, played for former Gamecock football player Jay Fry at R&E. 16 tackles Saturday in the win over NC State. Brunson right now leads all of Power 5 football with those 16 tackles. Nobody in Power 5 football had more tackles than T.J. Brunson on Saturday. All right, Colin, another player that Muschamp was asked about was Hayden Hurst, and I've heard a lot of fans you know, seemingly somewhat disgruntled this week that Hurst didn't get more catches. He only had the one catch, and it was kind of a forced play where I think you know, it looked like Carolina really wanted to get him to football. I think it was a negative yardage play or short yardage play. Uh, didn't produce a lot of fruit, if you will. So a lot of Gamecock fans not understanding how preseason all-SEC tight end was not more involved. And, you know, I thought it was very telling that Muschamp named him co-offensive player of the week for the win over NC State. Debo Samuel, obviously the other one. And Hurst blocked his ass off. Colin, that's why he got co-player of the week. Right. And – you know, it, it, a lot of it was made, but NC State had, you know, a really, really good front four and front seven, and they needed Hayden more in the blocking game. You, he's, you know, a massive human being. He's a wall almost, and, you know, if you get through Zach Bailey, you got to go through Hayden Hurst. It's going to be harder to get to the – it's going to be harder and harder to get to Jake Bentley if you're having to go through two levels of guys that are big and strong rather than just having to go through one. So I, they kept him in more to block. Um, they wanted to make sure that he was able to contribute that way, and he did. Um, he really got in there and got to put his face in the fan as much as like. Yes, he did. Um, they they tried to diagram some plays for him. The the one handed catch by Debo Samuel that play was actually designed to go to Hayden Hurst, designed to be a throwback to him. But uh, Bentley got flushed out of the pocket. The play kind of went, you know, fell apart and. Um, they improvised that one and went to Devo instead, but they tried to incorporate him some, but whether it be just, you know, he wasn't open or the play kind of fell apart, 
they just couldn't find him enough as they probably wanted to. But he's going to see more more targets likely this week. I right. think uh, they really want to get him involved uh, more so. NC State game plan for Hayden Hurst, and that opened up some opportunities for Debo Samuel, didn't it? So, you know, <laughs> fans are overreacting on this Hurst deal. you got to look at this as a complete positive. You know, one way of looking at this is that the Gamecocks beat a team that was – you know, a lot. Cole Kublik had NC State in the college football playoff this year, and they were just outside of the top 25 in the preseason rankings. And, you know, the, the positive way of looking at this is that the Gamecocks beat NC State without a big day from Hayden Hurst. So Hurst is going to get his opportunities later in the year as teams now maybe start to focus more attention for the defensive game plan on Debo Samuel. That's surely going to open up more opportunities for Hayden Hurst. And even more to the point, Colin, Hurst blocked extremely well. You know, how many prima donna superstar athletes would be angry that they're not getting the football and kind of check out emotionally. Well, Hurst didn't do that at all. So Gamecock fans need to turn that frown upside down when it comes to Hayden Hurst. All right, let's move on here, yep. Colin. The importance of understanding game situations is something that Muschamp touched on, and he talked about field position and how players need to understand how these situations can impact the game, and he talked about that at some length today. Right, and um, he mentioned after the game uh, Saturday the, the field position thing is that really hampered their play calling in the second half is that they really couldn't open up their playbook when the offense was 10 deep inside thinking of their own 20 if they were at the 10 or the 5-yard line because then you have to worry about getting space to run those plays. Um, he, he mentioned that and the Chris Lamont's, uh muffed punt that put them deep in their own territory. Same players had to know when you know field position matters in this game and it could be the difference between you know 7 points your way or 7 points the other team's way. Uh, I talked about that and uh, really focusing on turnover margins and things like that. Um, so they really don't put a whole lot of stock in time of possession and uh, penalty yards. Um, he said those kind of get inflated. Uh, they don't, obviously don't want to commit penalties, but they those kinds of stats get inflated. And he really wants the team to focus on winning the turnover battle and winning the field position battle because at the end of the day, the team usually wins one or even both of those, wins the game. Must have talked about going on the road this week to face Missouri in the SEC opener for both ball clubs. And, he said that it helps when your quarterback is a calming factor when you're on the road. He said having your QB be a calming factor when you're on the road is a tremendous help. And this just speaks to the confidence that the Gamecocks have in Jake Bentley. He's only made eight starts and only a couple of those uh, on the road against, you know, big-time opponents. And this will be a, a tough test for the Gamecocks on Saturday, no question, at Missouri. Long road trip. But uh, talk about the confidence that the staff and the fan base and everybody's gotten Jake Bentley, his teammates. You know, this has been a theme all off season, but it really becomes more evident, particularly after the win on Saturday and now with Muschamp's comments this week. Right, I think playing well on the road is the next step Jake Bentley has to take to, to better his game. You look at, you know, those, those true road games that he's had over his career, not neutral site like the bowl game and NC State, but his, his only true real road games have been at Florida and at Clemson. And there, the offense kind of sputtered a little bit. Uh, communications were an issue. Uh, they've piped the crowd noise in to help him. But obviously, they have a lot of confidence in the, the strides he's making in that regard. And they think he's going to be – the attitude he takes and the leadership role that he has on the team is going to really make things a lot better uh, Saturday when he goes on the road again to Missouri. Um, hostile crowd. Uh, but they're confident in his ability to kind of calm the offense down and be able to communicate um, effectively to make sure that the, the offensive line and the skill position players know where they need to be and know the plan going forward if he has to check out of some things or not. Um, but they have the utmost confidence in him. Will Muschamp likes, obviously, Jake's ability and his, his, 
you know, a lot of players have said he's a natural leader, and I think that's going to kind of show on Saturday. Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Calvin Taylor talking about Will Muschamp's weekly press conference that took place on Tuesday this week. You can download the Gamecock Central Radio app on the App Store and on Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services. Or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. The app is free. Our podcasts are free. Download the app today. And we want to invite you to call in to the Gamecock Central hotline. We've got this new phone number set up. You can call in and leave a message with your questions for Wes Mitchell about Gamecock football, and he'll answer them on a future Gamecock Central radio podcast. The phone number is 803-497-9058. It's 803-497-9058. Call the Gamecock Central hotline and get involved with our podcast here on GCR. Kyle, on a couple of other items from the Muschamp Presser, he was asked about Eldridge Thompson, and Eldridge Thompson has got family, immediate family in Houston. So we know that Hurricane Irma is you know, moving toward the East Coast right now, and uh, Hurricane Harvey really left Houston underwater for a number of days. So Muschamp was asked about Eldridge Thompson's family. Apparently his mother and sister are in Houston. Yep, and uh, he said that he's talked to Eldridge about them, and they seem to be doing um, – good or as good as they can be doing right now um they're medically they seem fine so um you said that they're thinking about them and all that and it's just not a good situation for anybody involved obviously you never want to see family members anybody go through that uh but from all accounts from what bus champ said that they're healthy and fine um and doing about as well as they can be doing right now yeah uh, thompson a backup linebacker played well on saturday albeit in limited actions as did sherrod green gamecock backup linebackers i thought pretty solid in the game against mm-hmm. nc state so uh, one other item here muschamp was asked if the extra travel distance to missouri you know this is one of the longest road trips of the year this and texas a&m is an issue is it a problem and muschamp said no that's never really been an issue so it's just like another road game that the players don't really seem to notice or mind the extra tra- travel time that is required. So, Colin, uh, we turn our attention to Missouri now, 7 o'clock kickoff this Saturday. It'll be on the SEC Network, and uh, Muschamp said that there will be more focus on the run game this week. It was interesting. He said that against NC State, the Gamecocks wanted to pass in the first half in an effort to try to tire out the NC State defensive line. He said D linemen exert the most energy when they're rushing the quarterback. So, Carolina came out with a plan to throw the football in the first half and try to tire out that very talented NC State defensive line. I think they did that somewhat. Um, obviously, they had a lot of success passing the ball in the first half. Um, field position kind of tinkered with that in the second. But uh, the game plan worked. They scored 21 first-half points. Uh, they did well, and you know I think that's going to kind of be the game plan going forward, just tuck that defensive line out. Uh, that way it opens up more lanes uh, for Rico Dowdle, A.J. Turner, Tyson Williams. Uh, who I'll expect to kind of have a more increased uh, impact running the ball this week. They all said today that uh, they think they can really exploit Missouri and run the ball effectively there. And um, they, that's kind of been the game plan, I think, going forward is pass the ball early then run the ball late and kind of dictate tempo that way. Colin, it's funny how one game can change people's perceptions of the team and of the program. And I've heard you know, folks uh, talking about the Gamecocks having a chance to win the SEC East. Now, I would not buy tickets to Atlanta just yet. If, if I was a Gamecock season ticket holder or a Gamecock fan, but uh, clearly the win over NC State has changed people's perceptions of this football team, not just locally but nationally. Yeah, they, they haven't played an SEC game yet, so there's still uh, <laughs> a long way to go in terms of Atlanta right. or things like that. But uh, South Carolina's offense definitely looks like one of the better ones in the East. Uh, if you look across the board, Florida didn't do a whole lot against Michigan. 
Um, Georgia, you don't know the situation with Easton, how far that's going to go. Um, but offensively, South Carolina looks uh, on par, or if not better than a lot of the teams in the East do. Um, you saw Tennessee struggle a little bit. Uh, Monday night, uh, Texas A&M, uh, obviously in the West, they had some struggles as well. But, you know, South Carolina obviously you know, has a shot. The East is really no clear-cut favorite. So um, you just never know. Uh, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go as far to book a hotel in Atlanta just yet. Um, but it's a long season, and strange, strange things have happened. Yeah, that's right. And it all starts this Saturday night against Missouri. So let's talk about the Tigers a little bit more in depth here, Colin. Before we wrap it up today, they scored seventy-two points in their season-opening win over Missouri State. This is a Missouri State ball club that went 4-7 and seven a year ago, and they were 2-6 and six in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. But, uh, Colin, 500 yards of offense and 48 points in the first half alone for Missouri. You know, how good is this Missouri offense? You know, I asked uh, earlier in the week, I asked West, did Missouri fatten up on a cupcake on Saturday, or are they really that good? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, obviously, I don't think Missouri's going to score 72 points against South Carolina. Uh, but, you know, they have a, a pretty potent offense, and they have Drew Locke, who's shown, you know, flashes of being a, a great SEC quarterback. Uh, they have a lot of really good skill position players, some of the best South Carolina will see, um, especially early on in the season. Uh, so they have their hands full defensively. Um, they There's a lot of playmakers that, you know, on Missouri's offense that can give Jamarcus King and that secondary fits. Um, but I think, you know, South Carolina's got a lot of the same things. I feel like they're pretty equally matched in terms of skill position players offensively. Uh, but Missouri is definitely a, a big challenge for that defense that gave up, you know, 28 points this week to NC State. Amazing what Missouri did on Saturday. Colin drew lock through seven touchdown passes in this ball game against Missouri State, and he finished with 521 yards passing on 21 completions. Missouri averaged 15 yards per pass play in this ball game, and at the end of the game, Colin they averaged 25 yards a catch for the entire game. Jamon Moore had four catches for 187 yards and two touchdowns. That's 47 yards of reception. And Jonathan Johnson had over 100 yards receiving as well with two TDs. So big plays throughout this ball game for Missouri. They beat Missouri State 72-43. to And I think, you know, well, must have mentioned the fact that, you know, they really have to protect against explosive plays regardless. And, you know, I think that's going to be a big thing to watch on Saturday is making sure that Missouri doesn't get those, you know, 20-yard, 30-yard pass plays. Um, and if they do that, South Carolina should be in a good position to limit the amount of scoring they can do. Time of possession, Missouri State had the ball almost 2-1 to one against Missouri, but Missouri was such a, a big play, quick strike offense, it did not matter. And I thought that was interesting. You know, Carolina was uh, almost doubled up in time of possession by NC State, but the Gamecocks won, and it was a similar situation for Missouri in their win over Missouri State. So, Colin, the Gamecocks are going to try to run. They want some time-consuming drives here. They're going to keep Drew Locke and this Missouri offense off the field. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out Saturday in Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a, a fun one. If I had to put my money on it, I'd probably take the over on point. Um, but, you know, it should, should be a fun, uh, high-scoring game. All right, Colin, we'll get back with you later in the week. We'll talk more South Carolina Missouri. Thanks very much for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's Colin Taylor, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. we got more coming up here on GCR on the Gamecocks and the Missouri Tigers. 7 o'clock kickoff this Saturday at Missouri. Thanks for joining us.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.